Welcome to Stitch This with Corey Bradford, a podcast from Lost Debate. I'm Corey Bradford, also known as at This Is Corey on TikTok. And my main claim to fame is that I'm known for my satirical history TikToks. But I'm certainly not the only history guy on the app. A lot of creators produce history content on TikTok. And that content ranges from super interesting storytelling to highly opinionated distortions of history. So I'm always a fan of those who get the story right. Today's guest is a radio talk show host and wonderfully talented content creator who brings history to life through his hilarious yet informative TikToks. Part one of Presidential Hunger Games. It's a new game where I put every single president in the Hunger Games. Let's see who would win. Okay, so the timer goes off and everyone starts running towards the cornucopia. Who do I think are the first people to go? In the end, to be president, you kind of have to be a bad person and not afraid to hurt others. So I definitely see them going for like the weakest link. So FDR is definitely getting taken out pretty quick. I think he's first. Then Howard Taft really draws attention to himself being 340 pounds. He was our biggest president, so I see him getting jumped as well. He has a unique style, and I love the fact that his content is never boring. He's always switching it up with new trends and innovative playlists. Let's give a warm welcome to Jake Trumper at Jake Trumper 44 on TikTok. Jake, how's it going, man? It's going great. I'm just like looking at our pictures here and I feel like I'm an on the scene reporter with my big like headphones. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's great out here right now. We're making history content and it's it's looking real good. A little windy outside. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, we, we actually have a little bit of a history together. Mm-hmm. This is like the second or third time uh, we've talked together. We worked on Ibble. Yes. Uh, when yeah. We were doing like Ask Me Anything on Ibble. I remember that was a really cool session, by the way, we did. That was really fun. Just kind of getting to see everyone else's opinions on stuff. Because obviously, especially in the history atmosphere, uh, people who are big fans of history and study history are always going to have like different opinions on stuff. So yeah. it's really cool because I'm kind of in my bubble. I see your guys' videos, but you only mm-hmm. see kind of the layer of the videos getting to actually talk with you guys and see what different opinions we've had. What like, obviously we have very different lenses of history yeah. and I can't, who was, um, oh my gosh, Idea Soup was he? Idea Soup was with Idea us. Idea Soup yeah. was with yeah. us and just seeing his, but it was so fun because he's a very energized, excited Super guy. Super energetic. Yeah. So just like, uh, it was really fun having him on there too because we're, Everyone's just talking and he's excited. It was yeah. that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. I would definitely do that again with you guys. That was that was a lot of fun. And, and like you said, we all had different perspectives, but we all had different energy levels too, and like different mm-hmm. vibes and different ways that we like to talk about history. And we all brought something different to the table. Like we all like like you all taught me things that I didn't know. And like I remember I remember I mentioned something about like a Calvin Coolidge fact, and both of you guys were like, What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was also like learning from you guys. And it was just it was a really fruitful conversation. I, oh, I had a lot yeah. of fun doing that. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So um, uh, let's just get a little started. Jake uh, Trumper, you are a history guru on TikTok. And it's really funny. When I told my boss I was interviewing another history TikToker, he was like, so he does history TikToks just like you. And I was like, yeah. So he's like, so you're interviewing your competition, really? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't, I don't see it like that. I see it as a fellow a history guy like that's just like me that loves to do what I do. Like, and what, what draws you to history? Like, What makes you interested in doing this kind of content? That it's so funny you say that because I actually I love that it's kind of feels like it's like a history family. There's like yeah. uh, uh, some really big names and just like getting to have all of us follow each other and kind of have that environment where we all like respect each other and understand like we're not pushing some weird narrative. We're just talking yeah. about his. I love that. It's super cool. So I totally agree on that. And the reason I like history is um, growing up, I wasn't very good in school. I like math, trash, science get out of here. History was the only thing that I kind of uh, was reliably doing good in. It's the only AP exam I actually got credit for. Yeah. It, it's just always been something that 
it actually was interesting to me and made me want to try and go outside of the textbook. And mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking like, I wish there was a way that there was uh, obviously Crash Course US History. Yes. Yeah. That was always a great way to go above and beyond in a comical way. But I was like, I feel like there's a lot of kids who might be interested in history, but maybe they see 15 minute long video and they're like, no, I yeah. don't have 15 minutes. Yeah. So if you can show up on their feed and give them a 15 second fun fact, maybe that is the little kick they need to be like, oh, I want to learn more about this president. And then it, the cool thing about US history is you fall into one thing that you absolutely like you get interested. You're like, oh, I'll learn about Theodore Roosevelt. Then you're just down this huge rabbit hole of yeah. U.S. history and the can- canal building. And then you're learning about different parts of the world. It's crazy how awesome history can open up different doors for you. And it's not just one little corner. History is everything. And it's yeah. the perfect rabbit hole. Absolutely. And you can go so far down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've, I've seen like I know your videos and my videos. We both do this like. It's so cool that you just really never run out of material. Yeah. Like you can go in so any different country, any different region. I mean, I think I think both of us are kind of more centric on U.S. history, mm-hmm. but I, I've seen some of your stuff where you you go outside that outside that lens and you start doing stuff that's more international and stuff that's like even further back. And I love how it's so flexible. Like you could do mm-hmm. anything with history. Like you really can. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, and I have a very similar story to you as far as like schooling. Like I I too sucked at math. Not great at science, okay at English, but you know, not the best. And like history was that one subject that I was just like, yeah, that I can do, got straight A's in it. And I think it's like that with a lot of kids who get into history. They're not really good at other subjects and then they, they get into their history classes and they just they just light up. Did mm-hmm. you have any like great history teachers that really inspired you when you were in school? Yeah. So I went to a really small school for middle school and uh, Mr. Hayden Felt was my history teacher there. He was awesome. And then um, my next history teacher in high school, I moved to a city in Cedar Rapids, which was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And he was awesome. His name was uh, Mr. Howell. And he was just over the top crazy and made it so interesting. And it also made me realize that a lot of people who are creative aren't very great at math and science. But history, in a weird way, allows you to dive into that creativity. Because again, along with the rabbit holes, you can really pick what you want to focus on when it comes to math and science they're teaching you like a skill of being able to problem solve and get exact answers but doesn't leave a lot for creativity history allowed that and just seeing how creative both my history teachers could be which is the activities they came up with the stories they told their favorite parts of history like you could tell which units they were really passionate about and it just it, it like wears off on you and you're like it's it can be so creative and fun so yeah those two history teachers and then another history teacher mr young three amazing history teachers it was awesome that's really cool it's it's cool that you had like two or three i had a couple but i really had one solid it was like Mm -hmm. my sophomore and junior year i had a history teacher named mr gillian we all called him mr g and i still stay in contact with him he's actually got a doctorate degree now so now i have to call him dr g (laughs) but but, uh he still teaches history and he was so awesome super animated just really brought it to life and it really inspires a lot of my tiktok videos Mm -hmm. so it's really cool that you had that inspiration in your life too so how did you get started with tiktok like what made you want to come to this platform that is a very good question. I actually got one for you real quick. Uh, Mr. G, did he have a favorite subject? Like, did he ever have one that you knew he loved? Yeah, uh, well, 
Yeah, a little bit. Like he he like you know there were certain things like when he would get to certain presidents that he was just a huge fan mm-hmm. of. He would just like or like when we get to FDR, we, we knew we were going to spend like two weeks talking about this one guy. Like there were certain people and Kennedy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, there were certain like people he really liked to talk about. Did, did you did you see that with your history teachers as well? Oh yeah, it, it was really cool to kind of see which parts. I, Mr. Howell, he was mm-hmm. obsessed with uh, Neanderthals. He'd call really? him the ne- he'd call him the Neanderthals. And he was real excited about very early just human history. So, yeah, it was super cool seeing that stuff. And it it was the teachers kind of that got me into TikTok was seeing how creative and fun they were. And Mm -hmm. when I got onto TikTok, I wasn't the biggest fan of TikTok. I was like everyone else when TikTok was become popular. I was like, no, I don't need TikTok. I don't need to dance on an app. And then you realize what it is and you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did it take me so long to get it? onto this app why missing out i did skits at first i didn't really know what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. then i kind of did like i was like oh i've always loved history i'll just do a quick throwaway history video and it did really well and i was like you know what might as well be on here doing what i like so i was doing skits and history and then slowly but surely history just kind of took over and people were really gravitating towards some of the videos and it was really fun having people comment and be like can you teach me more about uh Herbert Hoover or lesser known presidents like wait a president served two non-consecutive ter- what does that even mean and so getting to dive deeper into Grover Cleveland and Benjamin Harris at presidents that yeah. really don't get talked a lot about so just mm-hmm. getting to do that in really short segments and just bring in new people I was like oh man TikTok's for all of its faults it's <laughs> awesome because I was doing YouTube at the same time and I wasn't yeah. having the same success uh, in my more long form videos so that short form I was fell in love with it instantly i basically went through a breakup and was like i should get a tiktok after a breakup i'll do skits and then now i'm doing history oh wow man we have like almost the exact same story like i had the same i had the same like approach to tiktok i didn't really mm-hmm. want to get on there thought okay maybe this will be fun i can do skits and i same like you i started off just doing random skits that had nothing to do with history and then did a history skit and it got way more popular than anything else i had <laughs> done and then i was just like well i like history I'm a, I'm a history buff so let me just keep doing that and that's just how my page grew into what it is so it's, it's, it's really crazy that we've got like a, such a similar story do yeah. you remember like the first video you did where you just got like a huge reaction to it and you were just like, wow, like, what is this? Like, do you remember your first like viral video? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first like viral video I ever made was like talking about, was a skit working at the PlayStation. I was like, ooh, okay, this is fun. This It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I was like, TikTok's fun. It's, it's yeah. getting that high of vira- virality is dope. So um, then I started making the history ones. And then for some reason, just these random fun facts about presidents. Cause I was like, Oh, I know a fun fact about every president. I'll make a TikTok series. <laughs> All of a sudden I, I was not expecting it to do well. Skits and historical skits. Those were my bread and butter. And then I was like, I'll do a series. Mm-hmm. It did great. And I was like, I'll do more presidential series. So I do which presidents would be one of the boys. So I just wrapped up a 13 part series of which presidents would be one of the boys. We took a look at every single one and decided, are they one of the boys or not? Not if they were a good president or not, just if they were one of the boys. In total, 18 of them were one of the boys, meaning we now have a group chat of 18 presidents. I was like, that was pretty cool. And then <laughs> I crudely started Photoshopping presidents' heads on WWE wrestlers. And it was like, (laughs) which president would win in a fight? So I made these presidents fight it out 
while also teaching people about presidents. Welcome to part one of taking a look at which American president would come out on top if every single American president fought. Washington versus Adams. First of all, Washington's like 6'2 and Adams is 5'7 plus Washington is like 170 pounds versus 150 pounds. Yeah, Washington takes this one. And those just blew up and my follower count, it went from like 68,000 to 100,000 in like two days. And I was yeah. like, this, this is where it's at. Obviously, I changed course after I was done. I wasn't going to milk it too much, but it was, yeah. that, that week was awesome. It was so yeah. fun. That's something I noticed about you because I've i been going through your page and I, lo I love I love all your content. You're so creative and you really do switch it up. Like you'll be doing something for like a, a few videos and then you'll just do something totally different. Like what, what inspires you to, to switch up? Because you know, a lot of people on TikTok, they, they get successful doing something and they just mm -hmm. want to do the same thing over and over and over again for like years. And then eventually, you know, people are going to get tired of that. So what inspires you to just like, to have that instinct to just say, you know what, I'm going to do something totally left field now. That's a good question. Because to be honest, it's probably not the most logistically smart idea to do. <laughs> I would say a good rule of thumb is if your videos are consistently mm -hmm. going viral and then one has a little dip keep going like yeah. it, especially if you enjoy it because some of them are gonna have dips that's not a sign that it's a dying trend doing it's yeah. fun like keep going as long as you're having fun and that's like where it is for me i guess is if, if i make a series that i know has an end point i'm like i'm gonna go to that end point yeah but if i just make a series that's just fun and it starts like blowing up and it gets like 50,000 views. Next one's 100,000 views, then 60,000 views. I'm like, I could keep going and milking it, but I'm tired. I don't like it anymore. It's, so it's it's kind of a thing where it's like, if I'm getting slightly bored of, of it, I think um, the people who are consistently seeing are getting bored. And I don't want anyone to get bored with history because we all know the people who hate history and they're like, it's boring. Yeah, It's like, well, yeah. yes and no. It, it, <laughs> you can make it more interesting. So I guess yeah. my thought is if I'm getting bored, Others are getting bored. But again, in TikTok, every video, new people are seeing it. And if you yeah. are, if your main goal is like, I want to go viral, I can mm -hmm. make the same video a million times and it won't stress me out. I want to go viral. Do that. That mm -hmm. TikTok loves that. I do it more because it's like, if this video goes viral, heck yeah. If it doesn't, I'll maybe leave it up, maybe delete it. It's just for fun. I like doing yeah. history. And if I'm having fun, I think they're having fun. So I just am always... I'll think of something in the morning and be like, I'm doing this now. And I think um, that's what's really fun. And uh, something I've noticed that you do is um, it, I can tell you're having fun because you don't put yourself on a schedule either of rigorously three times a day, every day. Because I don't do it either because yeah. that, takes, that takes away the fun of it. If you're like, for sure, turn it into a job, like it's opened up great opportunities and doors for me. So it is a job more or less, but it's the fun job I have. It's not something I need. It's something I get to do and have fun opportunities because, because of it. Yeah. And it is, it, it, that's what makes it more fun for me. Yeah, that is so refreshing to hear another TikToker who who was doing it for the love of the content and for the love of the creativity of it instead of just for likes and views and numbers. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many people when they get on TikTok, they get into that mindset of, oh, it's got to have this many views. It's got to have this many likes. But like I can tell when you do your videos, you genuinely are having fun. You are genuinely interested in the subjects. And that that really like it definitely shows, man. Like you can definitely tell like this guy is just having fun talking about history. Like you could just tell just 
isn't like something you just came up with because you wanted a popular TikTok page. This mm-hmm. is stuff you really are interested in, you really care about. And I love that because it's like you don't see that a lot on TikTok. You don't see that enough on TikTok for oh, sure, man. Thank you, dude. And I was going to say uh, completely off topic, but your most recent video about yeah. the stock market crash, yeah. John F. Kennedy's dad, the thing that you put in there, I was... <laughs> Dude, I watched it like three times. Don't worry, Mr. Kennedy. Everything is going to be great because of the stock market. What are you going on about down there? I'm talking about the stock market. I'm investing money in it. You're investing money in the stock market? I was having so much <laughs> fun watching that. Like, I learned the John F. Kennedy's dad part. I didn't yeah. realize, like, I knew it was like very rich people pulled out and it was causing mm-hmm. it. I didn't realize it was John F. Kennedy's dad. I was like, it's that's what's so fun about yours again is it doesn't feel like you're someone who's like stressing themselves out having to post three times a day. It's like mm-hmm. you get the idea you're excited about it. It's a genuinely great skit. Like you put time into it. You have the knowledge behind it. And it's so, like I said, it's a refreshing thing to see. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you, man. And that's like one of those things, like what I do is like, like I've known that little fact about JFK's dad for a while and I just never knew like what to do with it. So then I was thinking one day, well, I guess I'll, I, you know, people kept, people ask me, I'm sure they ask you to like do videos about specific things in history. Mm -hmm. And for like a long time, people have been saying, you know, what about stock market crash? And right now our economy is kind of going through things. So I thought, okay, this will be pretty topical. So when I did it, I just like last minute, I said like, wait a minute, I remember there was a thing about JFK's dad in, in, in relation to all this. And I just threw that in there last minute and it became like one of the best parts oh, yeah. of that video and that's and that's the cool thing about like history when you're a history buff like us you'll have these like things that are just kind of like useless in your head that you've known for years and then one day you're just thinking like what am i gonna do for a video and it's like wait a minute there's that thing that i knew about from like 1860 something i never talked about that let me just throw that in there you know and that's another thing that I, that you've mentioned about me that and i could tell this kind of happens with you too like i just get to points where i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do next like mm-hmm. i don't know what yep. video i'm gonna do next and, and i'll go like a week or two without posting because I'm just like, I, I kind of got like a little bit of a writer's block. Uh, do you experience that often? Yeah. Um, that's so funny you say that. Because I, if you go look at my content, the reason mm-hmm. it's so diverse is I'll come up with a series and if it does well and I'm mm-hmm. having fun with it, I'm like, I'll keep it going for a little bit longer. If it was a series that I wasn't passionate about, it's not doing well. I'm like, well, if the others aren't enjoying it, I'm not going to force myself to keep making it. Yeah. When I have the writer's block is when... Um, I do, they're not skits. I just find like a popular sound. I'm like, I know this random history fact and this works with this song now. And that's the video I throw up. And if that video crushes it, I'm like, sure, I'll keep it up. It's just a dumb, fun video. And if it does bad, I'm like, maybe I'll keep it up because I'm proud of it. Maybe I'll take it down because it was just a dumb thing I was posting just to post because I like doing it. And then eventually, usually it's the most random thing. Like it'll just be in the morning. I'll be like, this would be a good series idea. And then it blows up. I'm like, yeah, I'll post for a few days and it's super fun. And then it's back to the drawing board. So yeah, the writer's block happens all the time. And that's when I kind of just open up the little chest of stupid history knowledge I have. And I <laughs> look through some popular sounds and I'm like, this, these go together and yeah. boop, throw it up there, which is, it, it's, it's a fun, it's kind of a fun thing. Cause I just love making content and throwing yeah. it up there and just not having that fear of being like, if I post this, I'm going to lose followers or this, that just being able to be like, I want to teach some people and throw it up there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. And I could tell you have a lot of fun doing it. I want to talk a little bit about some of your 
your popular videos and some of your series is because I've seen a lot of them and I, I just want to talk to so so first things first presidents it seems like me and you both are big on presidents and you already talked a little bit about this your your series about having the presidents fight each other next up 61 year old Andrew Jackson versus George Washington 140 pounds versus 175 pounds both over six feet tall and they're war heroes this one's a tough one. But I do give it to Jackson solely for the fact that Jackson is insane. If Jackson was a normal human being, Washington would crush him. But Jackson, insane. I thought that was really funny because you combined both like their physical, like, you know, who's taller, who's bigger, and, mm -hmm. and but you combine that also with like their characteristics as presidents, you know? I thought that was really, really interesting. Uh, just really random. Who is your favorite president? I think I may have asked you this question when we talked last time, but who is your favorite president? That is a, a loaded, loaded question. Loaded question. <laughs> that is, and I think that's why I love presidents in general mm -hmm. is you've got a lot of people who kind of have their bias and they'll be like, this is my favorite president. And if you disagree, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's, that's fine. I love the aspect of just understanding that every president did good things. Every president did bad things. Every some presidents had great character, other char presidents didn't. Some presidents had bad character, did yeah. really good things. Some presidents mm -hmm. who are remembered as being awful, Richard Nixon, created stuff that like the the EPA yeah. did great things, and that's what's so interesting and cool about presidents is it's such a gray. It's just gray. For instance, my favorite president is Ulysses S. Grant because I I, I like his character. Yeah, but. He made he had one of the most corrupt cabinets and most yeah. of the corrupt administrations of all time. You wouldn't see that until like Harding, like before Harding, yeah. it was Grant. It was Grant, and yeah. A lot of it was brought to light because of Grant bringing it to light because of how upset he was that he was betrayed by family friends who were just using his presidency as a way to get ahead. And Grant wasn't profiting off of it; it was his cabinet profiting, but it it's still his fault for trusting these shady people yeah. and what he did to in uh, his blind trust about, he was like, I want to make amends with like native Americans. I want to do good stuff. And someone goes, I'll handle it. He goes, okay. <laughs> and then so many innocent lives are lost. Innocent native yeah. American lives are lost. And that is his fault. And, and that's why Grant as a person is an incredible person. He's, you could really tell, even though, though they called him Grant the Butcher when he was a general, you could tell every life that was lost stuck with him. He didn't yeah. want to do it. He just knew the tactic that was working. He yeah. was someone who you could tell, I don't know why, but I get Brendan Fraser vibes from him. I bit. don't know why, but Brendan Fraser is my favorite actor. Ulysses S. Grant is my favorite president. But whenever I say that, I think anyone who has a favorite president needs to be willing to admit the many faults that president has and yes. grant i don't think any president is innocent and deserves to be labeled as the best every president has done such awful things but grant because of his character is yeah. very high on my list i don't think i've ever asked you who your favorite president is uh, I'll tell you, but I just want to comment on Grant. That's mm -hmm. such an interesting pick because you, Ulysses Grant is one of those people that we always hear a lot about. I mean, he's on the $50 bill, yeah. but we don't like really know a lot about him. And I was actually watching a documentary a couple months ago on the History Channel all about Grant. And I had knew some of the things before, but I learned a lot more about him. And like you said, he had... He had like an incredible amount of character, like incredible mm -hmm. good character, very fascinating individual. And I've read a lot of books on him recently after like watching that documentary because he was so interesting. Uh, so that's a good pick.
pick. Um, my personal favorite, it's it's good. I feel like the same way as you. It's like it's it's odd to choose just one, just because like there are so many flaws um, mm-hmm. with just <laughs> any of them, especially the good ones. Um, I I would say Theodore Roosevelt is probably my number one probably my number one but like you said you have to be able to admit those flaws that they have mm-hmm. I mean, Theodore Roosevelt was was going to Africa and, and killing lions and bears and well not bears but lions and different <laughs> yeah. like uh you know like, like species that are now protected like he was going over there killing them just because of this like idea of adventurism that he had in his head mm-hmm. um and you know also there's the stuff about eugenics and there's there's other things that Theodore Roosevelt did that was kind of problematic but as a leader very yeah. effective leader uh like you said had a lot of character and things like that his whole story the fact that he grew up like super sickly and literally mm-hmm. almost died a bunch of times as a kid and they all told him you're not gonna be you know even alive here in 20 years and then he like built his body up and became so strong and super intelligent guy too and so yeah I you know just it's a kind of politics you don't even really see that much anymore and I, and I feel like Grant too is the kind of politician you just don't see like a person who does things out of character and integrity alone or almost exclusively rather yeah. than just doing things for like you know what he feels or what she feels like people want or what the you know polls are telling them to do or mm-hmm. you know things like that so it's, it's really rare you don't really see that that much anymore and so yeah I, I, yeah. I love I love those kind of leaders like that you know it, what's always interesting about Theodore Roosevelt for me is he did have a lot of backwards beliefs but he mm-hmm. made it an effort even though he like thought his beliefs were correct mm-hmm. he made it an effort not to really show during his presidency which i was oh, like yeah. very few people are willing to be like i believe my backwards belief but i also understand it's kind of backwards so i'm not gonna show it and i was like what a yeah. weird little thing and then like obviously if someone's anti-imperialist which totally valid to be anti-imperialist and they're yeah. like that's another reason they don't like theodore which yeah. It's but Theodore Roosevelt, like you said, the character of Roosevelt, it's, some could argue that he was one of the last presidents with the strongest character. Oh, yeah. And it's because yeah. it's for sure. It, great. He's top five for me easily as well. Yeah. Just great characters. It's with how many mistakes each president president makes. Mm-hmm. Being able to look at the character makes it a little bit easier to start picking those presidents. Yeah, it's a little bit more of an objective you know, trait that you can mm-hmm. use to actually rank these guys. Uh, I think I can guess who your least favorite is just based off of your videos. I feel like it's Woodrow Wilson. Hey, here's a fun story about that one time Woodrow Wilson threw the head of the Socialist Party into prison. After Wilson was reelected for president, he was like, ah, we're gonna have to get into World War One. I. I need to make people like World War One because I said I wasn't gonna get into World War One. A lot of people spoke out against the war and well, they ended up in prison. Eugene was one of them. He was like, hey, I'm not going to war for capitalists. For some reason, I feel like he's at least in the bottom three of your of your least favorite presidents. I just I just I just have a feeling that that's that that's the case. I every time I tell people he's my bottom three, everyone's like, why? There's so much worse. And I was like, I know, I know there's worse. I mean, Andrew Johnson is probably oh, my yeah. least favorite. He's yeah, probably same here. Yeah, Andrew Johnson, and then obviously James Buchanan, the do nothing, yeah. and then then Woodrow Wilson. And there's way worse presidents than Woodrow Wilson. Don't yeah. don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. Franklin Pierce belongs down there. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. there's so many others, but Woodrow Wilson just the reason he makes me so mad is because he was considered like the president of the 20th century for the mm-hmm. longest time. Everyone held him on this pedestal of like, yeah. he's the president who got us through world war one. He did it. And I was like, he was an isolationist. He didn't, he didn't get us through. It was other is I just think he was so overhyped. And that makes me at least all the presidents that are like, th- that I like also hate any <laughs> list you check. 
they're at the bottom. Like everyone agrees. They're like, oh yeah, that president yeah. sucks. Woodrow Wilson, pretty high up there when it comes to like, oh, he was a great president. Yeah. I was like, so that's what makes me rank him so low is because he's so hyped up when he did so many bad things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, because I usually see him like either in like a top 10 or really close to 10. But uh, but no, I, I, as watching your videos and just like doing like a little research, I, I totally agree. He was kind of just like really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> He's a terrible human being as well yeah. as being a terrible uh, yeah. president. Like, Talking really about character. Just yeah, exactly. Just complete lack of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, is what you get out of him. Absolutely. Um, another history-based series that you did that I thought was really interesting was your history versus conspiracy. Welcome back to History versus Conspiracy, where I use my useless history knowledge to debunk or confirm conspiracy theory. I thought that one was really cool. What was your favorite conspiracy theory to cover there? That, I, you know, I'm someone who loves conspiracy theories. I find them really interesting, but I don't believe a lot of them. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and it makes people so mad. And when you poke <laughs> holes in it using mm-hmm. history, they're like, nope. Nope, nope. And you're like, okay, my favorite one to cover is the Simpsons conspiracy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I, at least every other conspiracy, I can be like, okay, it's like rooted in distrust of the government, which is mm-hmm. 100% valid. It's mm-hmm. rooted in this, like, the government, like, like yes, the Simpsons, it's just them being like, this cartoon, it predicts the future, everybody. And it's like, no, no, there's like, there's multiple reasons why that doesn't happen. If you just, yeah. if you, uh, so yeah, that one I love covering. I love arguing it. It's yeah. just the, the the conspiracy, obviously, being the Simpsons can uh, the writers can predict the future. They're a part of the Illuminati and just know in advance what's going to happen. And the thing is, it's like they, they're one of the. I, they, I think they are the longest running animated TV show of all yeah. time. Yeah. If you cast a big enough net, you're going <laughs> to catch stuff. You, if people, yeah. it's the same thing of like a fortune teller makes. 10,000 predictions and only three of those predictions come true. Everyone focuses on those three predictions Mm -hmm. to be like, look how correct they were. And it's like, yes, but statistically, (laughs) no, no. And it's not like the Simpsons are trying to be like, we predict the future. But people pull those rare times that the Simpsons get in. Don't get me wrong. There are some scary, like on the nose stuff, which Mm -hmm. is just bound to happen with how many videos they make. And then obviously there's the fake stuff that's Photoshopped. Yeah. That people... Because people want some of that sweet Simpsons clout. So anytime <laughs> a major event happens, any major event ever you see, mm-hmm. they someone is photoshopping that, and then your crazy Facebook relatives are sharing it. Oh and then there's then the final thing is the Mandela effect that people have with the Simpsons is they misremember something happening in the Simpsons and they go, and then the Simpsons predicted that. And it's like no, they actually said this. They didn't say that exactly. So it's very interesting. It's it's yeah. It's so frustrating. I'm so glad you explained it like that because it's so frustrating because I, I grew up watching The Simpsons. I was a big mm-hmm. Simpsons fan. I was like, yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, like the newer episodes, but I still watch some of the old episodes sometimes. And it's, it infuriates me how so many people will take things, like you said, and like Photoshop in the store, just like the whole President Trump thing. Like there's this whole image of him coming down on the escalator from The Simpsons and everybody's like, see, they predicted Trump. It's like, first of all, that image comes from an episode that came after Trump became president. That's what people don't realize. They did that as a parody of, of a time when Trump actually came down on the escalator. But the thing they're talking about is from a 2000 episode. I think it's called Bart to the Future, if I'm not mistaken, where they were like, 
releases president and then someone just says to her, yeah, we had a like big deficit because of President Trump or something. They just literally just say that one word. Mm -hmm. And that was like you could say, oh, they predicted it. But it's like, like you said, you did a video about this. President Trump had talked about being president before. Yeah. He, like he talked about it in the 80s, the 90s. Yep. Like he always talked in the, two, in, two, in the year 2000. I think he ran for the reform party. Yeah. And that was happening when that episode was coming out. So it's like they didn't predict it. They just like they just thought, oh, well, this would be crazy. What if he became president one day? It was like a joke, you know? They, they literally did what like any comedian does and they take from things that are happening in recent history that to make the joke funny. So the way they made it funny was, oh, Trump runs for president. Wouldn't that be funny if he became president? Because comedy is rooted in something that is possible. Trump yeah. had obviously became president. But like during that time, it wasn't, Trump wasn't like the underdog, no chance. He was a rich dude who had great connections. So yeah. that joke was made because it was like, it's unlikely Trump would get elected, but it's possible. So that's what made it funny. They weren't predicting the future. But yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And like, and if, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, like all the writers or a good bit of their writers, especially from like their 90s episodes where a lot of these so-called predictions come from, they were, they were like from Harvard. Like they're really intelligent guys mm -hmm. who just like thought logically, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if this happened? And like, and again, a lot of it, like you said, they're doing it for comedic reasons. And then sometimes just, you know, art imitates life and things like that happen. And it's not like they're like predicting anything. Like everything that they've quote unquote predicted, you could just like logically see coming as a smart yeah. person or you could just make a joke about it and then it just somehow became true it's it's really crazy uh and then you i've oh, another one from your history conspiracy one and this is an interesting one because i've had some arguments with people about this one lately was the whole beatles uh conspiracy one conspiracy is that paul didn't die but they beatles themselves started this conspiracy to hide the fact that john lennon had said that they had become bigger than jesus christ he was really replaced. I don't think he'd be creating music today. We're giving this bad boy a three. Paul is Paul dead. Is dead. Paul is dead. Uh, <laughs> and and you're, a, you're a Beatles fan, I think you said in that particular video. And uh, I went through my huge Beatles phase when I was in high school, went through all the albums. And then I heard about that rumor and I got deep down that rabbit hole for a while like yeah. I was like looking listening to the songs backwards for clues and looking at the albums like wait a minute why is Paul doing something different than the rest of them in this album this is what points it and one thing you said in it that I that I've come to when it comes to that rumor is like I think they literally came up with that rumor themselves I honestly they did it just to screw with people because like they were high a lot of times and they were probably just thinking like what if we just said Paul is dead like what if we just pretended that mm -hmm. it was a thing and and then I remember you saying something in your video about um, them doing you said you had an interesting concept about them doing it as a joke or something like that I can't remember what you said the uh, uh, that's a good I'm trying to remember what I probably said on that because again the Beatles I mean a lot of people know the Beatles for like the first few albums the normal yeah. bowl cut the Beatles, normal stuff <laughs> and then they start to forget about the Beatles getting into their face that wasn't like a crazy face the Beatles were always goofy dudes yeah. and it's very likely that um it could have been a publicity stunt they could have yeah. wanted more it could have been I I mean you're talking about the the group that said we're bigger than Jesus yeah, in that's what a, you said. I remember yes, you said that yeah. them they did it to try to cover up that because they lost yeah. a lot of sales and stuff from that. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's a that's a great cover up. I mean, it, yeah. John Lennon going to the country that probably cares about Jesus the most and talking bad about Jesus. The, it's I, yeah. I, and to say that it was like they were willing to say anything. So it could have easily been a joke, a cover up. The, the main thing for me is if it was a cover up. I think he would have been the first to die then. Yeah, the right? That he's, yeah, the fact that he still has his own career kind of puts a big hole 
in yeah. that idea of him like starting his own another successful band having that talent it's that's where i'm like yeah the likelihood of them being able to find a guy who looked and sang exactly like him and was just that talented and could sustain himself for that long it's just almost zero like there's just yeah. there's just no way i mean it's possible but it's very 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 unlikely and so very yeah, committed just, that who, if that, that would have to be so happen, committed <laughs> very <laughs> right? committed man very committed actor that's his life now that's his just, life he's in it yep <laughs> absolutely uh and there's another series and this is one that i think you just recently started and i love it i absolutely love it uh the pov i'm a tiktoker in this year like you'll pick a year and you're like i'm a you know and you pretend like you're making a tiktok about a historical event like as it's happening i freaking love 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 that series uh i saw the one you did today it was about like the boston tea party some people are mad at these colonists for dumping tea into the harbor while others are calling them patriots many are saying that they're rebel scum and the way you talk about it is like it's, it's like it just happened you don't know what it's going to lead to i that's such a creative way to talk about history because that can like show people what history was like for a person actually at that time experiencing who didn't know what the outcome was going to be yeah it's that one has been so much fun it's just so dumb and so fun <laughs> and the comments i get um one dude commented uh someone said something and someone went maidenless behavior and i was like oh, amazing <laughs> amazing and someone goes uh they didn't have tiktok in uh the 1800s and just everyone just commenting being like really wow <laughs> what? yeah it's, no way bro <laughs> it, it's um I, that one is i've had a lot of fun with i've taken a slight break from it but i because i don't that one i actually have a lot of fun doing it mm -hmm. and it's one of the rare cases where i have so much fun doing it i don't want to overdo it where i yeah. start to hate it so i was like oh, i was planning on actually bringing that one back soon because it's just it's so fun to do and the main thing is the other reason i took a slight break from it is the content creators i'm mimicking in that i mimic a few of yeah. them yeah i don't hate them by any means and i don't think uh they're like bad people but one of the jokes that i made was like because i'll always be here to give you stuff about tragedy like it came <laughs> off kind of bitter and i felt bad about it afterwards i was like i was more I don't hate any of the people I'm mimicking and I'll even mm -hmm. tag them sometimes and be like, they do good stuff. So I just don't want anyone to think that I'm like over here trying to be like, they're idiots. I just think the content they make is, I, while it's not my favorite content, it's a great way to get kids attention. It works yeah. perfectly. So just mimicking it makes people be like, oh, I see what you're doing and listen to history. So it's, it's a lot of fun and I love doing it and good fun. So yeah. How does TikTok relate to your career, if, if in any way? That is a really good question. I, so I used to work for a pop station in this building um, called B100 in the Quad Cities. And I used TikTok for that station. Like I created a TikTok for that station. I kind of just used what I learned from my personal TikTok and trends and stuff and how to put it in there. Now I mm -hmm. work for a new country station. We could start up a TikTok, but yeah. the it, it doesn't fit as well i'm like you know instagram and facebook seem to be the better options but it has really if tiktok's taught me anything it's taught me to have a better understanding of just social media in general because when i started on youtube i was like youtube sucks the algorithm's evil blah 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 i can only get a few videos if i do it this way tiktok helped me find the way to just how social media works in general how it'll feed you a bunch and it'll take it all away instantly and yeah. it's not any one social media that does it. It's such a weird algorithm. And it taught me an important life lesson that 
all of a sudden in life, it seems like you're going to get fed a lot and it's going to be awesome and you're going to have bad moments and it's okay. And the best thing to do is to just use those bad moments to take a breather, regather everything up. And then next week, get that food, get fed again. (laughs) It's, uh, and TikTok's taught me that social media has taught me that because there'll be times on the radio where you will get a lot of callers and they everyone wants to win this prize. And then there's another week where maybe the prize isn't as awesome. The engagement isn't as much mm-hmm. on the Facebook page. It's just not as constant. And it's like, am I doing something wrong? And it's taught me that you're not inherently doing something wrong per se. It could mm-hmm. just be there's those weeks that just happen. And yeah. it's not a reflection on you as a creator but what is a reflection on you as a creator is how you react to those. Do you give up? Do you get really angry? Do you find ways to blame other things? Do you blame yourself and are way too hard on yourself? So it's really helped me kind of learn just the creative atmosphere even more, which I've been super thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all have those weeks where we're putting stuff on TikTok and it's just not doing as well. And we're like, what? what is this? And like you said, sometimes it's just the algorithm. Sometimes it's just it's just that particular week. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely may not be a reflection of the content itself. So uh, it's just something you kind of have to learn to, to deal with as a, as a creator. And I think TikTok really prepares us to deal with that. Like you said, in other areas of our career and other areas of our life, uh, that's a really good way to look at it. So let's talk a little bit about some of those like the downsides of TikTok. Like, uh, and there's a, <laughs> there's a fair amount. I know me and you were actually in contact because I had an incident where for like a day my TikTok was just gone like mm-hmm. I had just been like deleted from the platform I found out it was just a technical glitch it wasn't anything like really crazy that I did but have you encountered like do they do they take your videos down a lot I know when we talk about history sometimes we talk about stuff that's kind of dark and stuff that's kind of like iffy from time to time mm-hmm. for talking about war or JFK assassination or something like that so do you have a lot of problems with the censorship at TikTok yeah yeah I uh <laughs> I could rant forever about it. It's so it's so weird because it's very picky on what it takes down. It seems as though um, the AI catches on that either like a hashtag or a song or a certain trigger word is negative. So uh, most of the times, a lot of my videos get taken down for harassment and bullying. I don't think I've ever had a like video taken down that wasn't harassment and bullying. I don't even know what the other options for a video getting taken down are because they've always just been harassment and bullying. And it's are they, always... Are, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but are they saying that you're harassing like these yeah. presidents that are no yeah. longer living? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like yeah. That? yes, yes. <laughs> it's crazy. What? Dude, I don't understand. I make a video about Andrew Johnson, or I mean Andrew Jackson in mm-hmm. the War of 1812, having the mm-hmm. only major victory, right? Yeah. And it's like, you're harassing and bullying. I was like, I don't understand. And then... <laughs> The what? thing the thing that makes me the most mad about TikTok is that that's an accident. I totally understand the system glitched. So I am putting in an appeal mm-hmm. and it takes weeks Forever. and a day, a day Forever. on TikTok is the equivalent of a week. Like oh, social media is quick. So it's like when they're like, your video is reinstated. I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't no matter one's gonna, that I have 12 new videos up. That doesn't, it's irrelevant. So the thing that makes me mad is how slow their things are because I'd say out of probably the 16 videos I've ever had taken down um what's weird is when I was making the uh when I was making Ukraine videos I made two of them they both got taken down mm-hmm. and it's for har- harassment and bullying again I don't even I don't know what I know other people's were not for harassment and bullying mm-hmm. um those ones I think were the only two that were never like 
reviewed or appealed. All my other ones get appealed, but just weeks later. And it's like, that is so irrelevant to me. It's better off just deleted. Like, yeah, why, might as well. Why, at that point. <laughs> why? So I do like after two weeks, I'm just like, and delete. And then after I delete it, like two days later, it'll be like, you'll get a notification. You're, good, you're appealed. I, was like, I don't care. I don't care. Thank you. It's, it's uh, a way. Yeah. So that their whole system there is very glitchy. And I understand they are one of the most highly trafficked, uh, things on the internet right now so they're glitching out of like your account getting deleted one time my thing like removed all of my videos all at once and it was just like i still existed but they're just gone and i was like oh is it a glitch that everyone's going through just my account i was like what what does this mean and then the next day i wake up and like i'm like ready to be like my life's over man because i love tiktok (laughs) it's such a fun outlet and everything's back to normal all good oh man nothing happened i was like i'm like what is so there are those glitches that happen and it, it almost feels like TikTok individually goes to our accounts to just double check on us. Yeah. And, and then it feels like they like accidentally left a door open or something and everything <laughs> just got lost. They're like, oh crap, crap. And they close in, they, they fix it. The but that's, it, that's almost what it feels like. Cause it's just like every once in a while, I'll just have the weirdest stuff happen. And that's discouraging in the moment it as is. well. Very but, much so. And obviously the inconsistency with views on TikTok, you'll have, one video just do amazing. And then the next video, which could be the exact same thing, eh, not do as well. And then the next video that you kept going does even better than the first one. And you're like, what? Why is I'm so confused. And that's where you almost have to have the mentality of I'm just doing this for fun. If it blows up, I'm going to be super happy. And if it doesn't blow up, I'll be disappointed, but it's not going to ruin my day or anything because TikTok's inconsistency, at least with YouTube, they're pretty consistent with it. Like if you're going through a dry spell, you're consistently in that dry spell and then all of a sudden yeah. something clicks and you're back up and going. But TikTok is like, whew, is a wave roller coaster. It's insane. Yeah, I've gotten to the point with my TikTok where like if I make a video, even if I'm really proud of it, I just I don't even expect like I'll say, you know what, if I do just 10K, I'm yep. good. I don't need anything more as long as I do 10K. And if it gets 100, if it gets a million, great. If it gets 500 great if it does it then i don't get disappointed you know because mm-hmm. because like you said it's just so inconsistent i've done videos that i was really proud of and they like didn't get many views and i was just like oh, okay and then i've done things where i just slapped it together in five minutes and that's like five hundred thousand views like, i feel like that's like a universal law of tiktok that you like the stuff you work the hardest on usually doesn't do as well <laughs> as the stuff you just throw together have, have you noticed that with your content as well 100 percent, 110 percent. i i have this like mental note of if you come up with a good idea in five minutes it's going to do well on TikTok. And it's it's so fun when that actually works. And then when the five-minute idea doesn't work, you're like, ah, it took five minutes. It's the ones that you work minutes. really... Yeah, it's the ones you work really hard on. I remember I had this series that I did, which was uh, kind of a recap of presidential fights, but it was mm-hmm. um, uh, March Madness bracket style where I oh. matched up three presidents. So like um, I call them the radical Republicans. So I put Mm -hmm. Lincoln, Grant and Garfield together versus Reagan boys, three presidents who thrived (laughs) off of Reaganomics. So you got Ronald Reagan, uh, Bush, Bush Jr. It was so cool. I was so excited to do it. And TikTok was like, no, 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 (laughs) no, you're not doing that, man. And my first video, like it was fine. Got like 10 K views. And I was like, oh, rough start, but don't let that. And then next one got taken down for harassment and bullying. And I was like, all right, I take the hint. I, all right, oh, hit taken. So it, it's one of those things. And I see like content creators with 300,000 followers because um, I'm mutuals with them and I'll go click on their videos 
and I, it's crazy what TikTok does. It's like you have 300,000 followers, but we're only going to show your video to 500 people. And like, I see their videos that only have 500 views. And then their next videos, like them being panicked. They're like, my account's dead, blah, blah, blah. And that one has a thousand. And then the next video they have is back up to 15,000. And it's such a weird, like, it's so str- I, like it's, I could see why that would be very stressful for someone, especially when you start getting into that 300,000, half a million, you're at like 700,000. I could only imagine yeah. that if like, um, obviously you've hit that huge number by doing what you have fun doing and everything you don't like, you're not putting all of your life into it being like, if this doesn't hit a million views, it's over for me. But there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. who have seen success because of that mentality. Cause that mentality does work. Uh, the lackadaisical fun, loving of the content, it works. Um, but also the stressed out that works too. But I would, I feel so bad for the people who have that style because of how inconsistent TikTok is because TikTok will randomly be like million views, 3 million views, 2 million views, mm-hmm. 50,000. And that's a good number. Yeah. Fifty thousand is great, but if you're on the high of like bad, multi millions, yeah, but and it's exactly. Like, now you get yeah. fifty thousand. You're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what's happening to me? It's it's so stressful. It's just yeah, it's super stressful. I almost feel like they do that on purpose, almost just to like just to kind of like stress you out and almost. keep you. Yeah, it's like gambling. It is almost like gambling. So uh, we got a few more minutes here. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about monetization because that's something that whenever TikTok creators or when people who want to be TikTok creators talk to me, they're always like, "Do you make any money doing that? Like, have you been able to figure out a way to monetize? Uh, how about you? Have you got involved in the creator fund? Have you been able to figure out a way to make this any money off of this? Yeah, endeavor? yeah. Um, I, I avoid the TikTok creator fun. Just I, I do too. <laughs> not worth the hassle. I I got in it, made uh made some made a little bit, not very much, a little bit of money. Um, and then my video started to tank, and I I bought into that rumor where it was like, if you're in the creator fund, your views are going to go down. I was like, leave, leave. So I leave the creator fund, <laughs> and it turned out to not be true. And I was like, I guess I'll join again. And then I got rejected. I tried to join again, and I got accepted. And then it was just. I was like, never mind. At that point, my best success has been putting um, just a business email in all of my social medias on my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, on all of them, mm-hmm. um, and having companies reach out. I know uh, my best partnership has been with um, this tutoring company. They're really cool. They reach out from time to time. Cool. So I'm like, hey, go get tutored. And then, um, around voting awesome. seasons, um, sometimes mm-hmm. pro voting. I Maybe they've reached out to you too. Um, just telling people to vote. That one, yeah, it's like a yeah. government-aided project. That one pays. I was shocked when they came up to me. I was like, I'm not that big of a person. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> like the other ones are like, we'll pay you this much. I was like, oh, that's right. That's completely reasonable for how many votes. Seems and about right. group was just like, we'll pay you this much. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just to tell people to vote. And it was like, the best part was like, um, I think with history as well is it's really easy to find these partnerships that don't make you sell out because it was literally exactly. just don't tell anyone who to vote for or anything. Just tell people to vote. And I was like, heck yeah. And then from time to time, I'm sure you get this, those toy companies that just send you those TikTok <laughs> requests. I almost always deny them, oh my but gosh. there's two times where I was like, this is the dumbest product ever. I'm just going to make a meme video about it like, and just meme it. <laughs> <laughs> and I made I made them, and they 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 don't pay well at all. They give you the toy, and they're like, "Here's fifty dollars." No. I was like, "I <laughs> yeah, just want exactly. to see what this is like." And I think we all need to test it at least <laughs> once to see what it's like. So right? fun. So there, I think TikTok. 
uh, for all of its faults, does offer a very great opportunity to promote stuff. But when they offer you that opportunity, they are also going to nuke your video. You you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have a yeah. partnership, and I think brands have come to accept that as well to understand that when you make a video, even if it doesn't say branded, and you just do hashtag ad, um, they instantly yeah. know. So if you average a hundred thousand views or a million views, you're getting five or ten percent of your views yeah. on that specific video. It's so weird. I don't know why they do that, but that's the one thing I've noticed is it's awesome to do those ads, but I don't do too many. That's why I stopped doing the toy ones. Cause like, I was like just memeing and joking, but I was like, these do so bad that it is not worth it. So yeah. TikTok does not want you promoting anything if they can't get their cut yep. from it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like <laughs> I, 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 I trend, I tend to avoid it. Even with some companies that I kind of want to help. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, t- I tell them, I'm like, you know, I could do this video for you, but, it's not going to get the kind of views that my videos normally yep. get. So I don't know if it's going to be worth your, your investment into me, you know, uh, like I said, I've done, I've done a few, but like, I don't do them that often either because it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's just not really worth it in the end. Uh, so I always like to end these conversations by asking kind of a double question. What is the main thing you want people to get from your TikTok page and following that, what is the biggest thing that you want to get out of being a TikTok creator? Whoa. Okay. Wow. You've, you've had some really good ones, man. That's a thrown. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, what I want people to get is um, I hope that they, if it's not history, realize that educational content can be fun. Um, I think especially in America, not to throw shade at American school systems, every country's got their issues. I, I think the thought of just education is sometimes like it's not, I don't know how to describe it. As a kid, I always felt very discouraged. I was lucky to have really good teachers, but it's very easy to get stuck in this rut of like, that stinks. That's dumb. I don't want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but being able to kind of mm-hmm. figure out that everything kind of has a fun turn. If you want to learn another language, there's fun ways to learn those languages. If you want to learn about certain history, there's fun ways to learn about math. I know I was bashing on math, but If there's a subject that you find interesting and maybe it's not your best subject, but it is something you want to like realizing that there is alternative free media out there that can really help you get your foot in the door and understand that there is fun in education and that being educated is not only important, but it can be fun and offer you an opportunity to then educate others and start your own career with it. And what I'd like to see from TikTok, I guess that is such a good question. I am someone who just throws everything I've got at the wall. I've got a history TikTok, a nerd, like Lego collectible TikTok. Um, and then I've just got a personal one as well. I think what I want from TikTok is uh, just exactly what it gives me, a creative outlet that I can be happy and have a portfolio of. Um but maybe maybe they don't nuke the views all the time. That's probably the only thing that might be kind of <laughs> nice. But otherwise, yeah, I'd say super. I'm sad. I'm I'm happy with where I'm at, and I'm excited for the future of what they offer. But yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's awesome, man. You have such a great energy, Jake. I love talking to you every time we talk. It's so awesome. And like I said, just keep up your work, man. I, I really enjoy all the things you're doing on TikTok. I, you know, I really do consider you one of my favorite TikTokers because every time I see one of your videos, I'm just like, 
I, I, the history buff in me just lights up, and I'm like, oh man, that's that was oh, good. Thank like, you. Uh, why did I think of that? Oh my goodness, that means so much, <laughs> yeah. man. I again, like watching your stuff and just like knowing that you know your stuff. I think that that's another thing I love from TikTok is having fellow history buffs that when I watch their stuff, like Idea Soup as well. Like when I watch their stuff, yeah, yeah. I know they know what they're talking about. And uh, exactly. there's this one, uh, she covers uh, like uh, the Titanic a lot. Her name's Melissa. She always knows her stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Just these people that I'm like, they know their stuff and they send love back. They're like, I see you. And it's just like game represent, like, uh, I, I, what's the word? I messed up the saying. Uh, real recognizes real, real. That's what it is. Real. That's what it, yes, real recognizes real. And it just Absolutely. makes my day. Well, keep up the good work, man. And bring back the POV. I'm a TikToker. I love <laughs> that. I, I, I get your your hesitation to do it all the time, but I really love that that whole thing, man. That's so awesome, bro. Uh, you're doing such a good job, man. Uh, you guys have got to follow him. Jake Trumper 44 at Jake Trumper 44 on TikTok. Talk. Thank you, Jake, for talking, man. That was this was a great conversation. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Join me next week as I talk with Ernest Krim III, a high school social studies teacher and black history advocate who uses TikTok to disseminate knowledge about black American history, knowledge that is seldom ever mentioned in most textbooks. Every teacher doesn't think the same way, you know, like I, I got into education because I felt like history was something that could liberate our minds. But who's to say you don't have another educator who gets in because they want to maintain the status quo. Thank you for listening to Stitch Disc with Corey Bradford. Make sure to rate, review and subscribe and we'll see you next week.